WMRA News. I'm Bob Levicky. Valley Republican Ben Klein is picked as one of the managers of the impeachment trial of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Virginia's fire restrictions go into effect. And in the General Assembly, a Republican effort to restrict children's access to TikTok is defeated, but police and uh, sheriffs might soon have new regulations about licensed plate readers. This is the WMRA Daily for Thursday, February 15th. Sixth District Republican Representative Ben Klein will be one of the managers of the Senate impeachment trial of Department of Homeland Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The news leader reports that House Speaker Mike Johnson selected Klein, along with 10 other Republicans, to present the case in the Senate. After a failed effort earlier this month, House Republicans, by one vote, impeached Mayorkas on Tuesday. He is the first cabinet secretary to be impeached in nearly 150 years It is highly unlikely Mayorkas will be convicted in the Democrat-controlled Senate. Klein's office did not respond when asked for specific examples of how his constituents in the Shenandoah Valley are directly affected by Mayorkas' leadership at DHS. Virginia's annual fire restrictions go into effect today and run through April 30th. The Virginia Mercury reports the restrictions forbid open-air fires earlier than 4 p.m. near dry grass or woods. In certain situations, fires are permitted if they are confined to stone or metal containers. Commercial vineyards and orchards are not restricted by the law. During last year's fall fire season, thousands of acres were engulfed by at least five distinct fires across Virginia. Now onto the General Assembly. Governor Glenn Youngkin will soon be considering hundreds of bills that a Democrat-controlled House and Senate will send him. Virginia Public Radio's Michael Pope has this preview. Many of the bills making their way through the House and Senate right now were approved on a party-line vote, especially bills on reducing gun violence, protecting abortion rights, or reforming the criminal justice system. Here's Senate Republican leader Ryan McDougal. Some of them will be amended, some of them will not, and then the governor will look at each one carefully. Certainly there are some that I don't think are good policy, and I hope the governor does veto, but there's some that I hope as they work through the process, we can continue to work on and come up with a consensus solution that Republicans and Democrats could support. Senate Democratic Leader Scott Suravel says it would be a mistake for the governor to veto any bill that arrives on his desk with a party line vote. If the governor were to be that partisan in his veto strategy, that would be a pretty clear declaration of war on us, so I hope he doesn't do that. Democrats in the majority and Republicans in the minority still have another month to hammer out their differences on bills before sending them to the executive mansion. Legislation has advanced in the General Assembly that would allow utility companies to recover some development costs associated with small modular nuclear reactors. The reactors are a part of Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's, quote, all of the above energy plan. Currently, about 30 percent of Virginia's energy is nuclear generated. Some critics have raised concerns over the plan's potential impact on utility bills. A Republican legislative effort to prevent Virginia children from using the popular video-sharing app TikTok died this week in the Democrat-controlled legislature. The Associated Press reports that the bill sponsored by Republican Delegate Jay Leftwich of Chesapeake was left in a House of Delegates committee after concerns were raised about how the ban would be enforced. Lawmakers also questioned whether singling out just one company was the right approach at a time of broad and rising concern from parents and lawmakers about the effect of social media on youth. 
The bill was backed by Governor Youngkin. Police departments and uh, sheriff's offices might soon have new regulations about license plate readers, but the bill faces some serious opposition. Michael has that story. License plate readers can read hundreds of license plates a second. Technology law enforcement officials say helps them track down stolen cars or human traffickers. Senate Majority Leader Scott Sorvel says now is the time to create some guardrails. These devices are now in use by about 70 local police departments and sheriff's offices all over Virginia. And this bill actually creates a framework that provides a balance between protecting the privacy of citizens, giving law enforcement continued access to this tool. A company known as Flock Safety is hoping the General Assembly will allow for license plate readers on Virginia interstates and state highways. Senator Lasheries aired as a Democrat from Petersburg who voted no. You can vote for this legislation and do Flock's bidding for a national mass surveillance network. That's what they want. And they consider this, again, their model legislation. So you might support this, but do so in knowing that you're giving a green light to the expansion of mass surveillance here in the Commonwealth. The Senate has already rejected a version of the bill, although senators are now considering a bill that was approved by the House. Reporting from the Capitol in Richmond, I'm Michael Pope. Virginia belongs to the Chesapeake Bay program, and every two years, strategies are adjusted at the state level to meet federal pollution goals. Dave Kenter with VPM News reports. An EPA report says its pollution goals for the Bay won't be met. The Commonwealth is poised to hit its wastewater target, though the agricultural sector isn't on track. The State Department of Environmental Quality is working to update strategies aimed at meeting the Bay goals. They're called milestones. Among the strategies is an agricultural cost-share program, which helps offset the expense farmers would pay to implement new practices that tamp down on pollution coming from their farms. Stuff like stream fencing and vegetated buffers. Public comment on the milestones closed at the end of 2023. Kevin McLean, the state's Bay program coordinator, said the cost-share program came up. Uh, We did receive some feedback that additional support is needed there and kind of folks weighing in and saying, hey, if we're going to expect producers in the ag sector uh, to make those additional reductions, we've got to support their efforts to do that. Virginia's current biennial budget funds the program at $286 million. Dave Cantor reporting. Finally today, one of Virginia's prized natural resources is its oyster population in the Chesapeake Bay. Advocates asked the General Assembly for funding for them and an oyster shell recycling program. Virginia Public Radio's Brad Kuttner reports. Let me show everyone how to do this correctly. (laughs) And you. That's Prince William County Senator Jennifer Carol Foy slipping down a tasty oyster from the Chesapeake Bay. She prefers to season her oysters with hot sauce, Texas Pete specifically, but she's also interested in supporting the industry that helps oysters come back every year. Tanner Council is with the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. He's asking legislators for about $150,000 to support an oyster shell recycling program. The money would go to businesses and farms to help them, and I quote, get that shell. There's a common misconception. It's like, well, we're trying to save the oysters, so we're supposed to be eating them too. Yes. 
We want to eat as many aquacultured oysters as we can and support that industry. And then we take those shells and we put them back into the water for restoration purposes. It's this shell cycle. Council said oysters prefer clean shells to grow on, making the husks of their eaten brethren the perfect candidates. As for Foy, she said she'll do her part to support an increasingly important business in the Commonwealth. This industry should play a role in protecting um, our, all our fishermen and everyone who's out there making a living for themselves and their families and making sure we get some great seafood to the plates of all Virginians and across this, this country. Council was feeling good about their budgetary ask. As for the oysters, I think we all share Foy's belief. Like to slurp, it's really good. From the Capitol, I'm Brad Kuttner. For WMRA News, I'm Bob Levicky. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy your Thursday.